When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, everybody. We are at Gundren Field in Gainesville, Florida, recapping game one of Super South Carolina Falls to Florida. They had a late, a late rally, but unfortunately, the Gamecocks weren't able to overcome it and fall to the Gators 5-4. to four. Intern Joe is with us. We're going to have us shortly. Intern Joe, just your initial thoughts on tonight's game. It's a tough one. Obviously, um, when it comes down to it, it's a couple um, clutch pitching moments. Um, Will's got to deliver. Um, you know, he hung a couple pitches that got away from him, and that sucks when you're South Carolina because, I mean, you played pretty well for the big part of – or big portion of that game, and then it just comes down to one or two mistakes and you lose that one. So, tough one to lose, but luckily you got, you know, two more chances at it. One more chance if you can't get it done, but – um, hopefully two more packs are coming out. And we'll talk about it more with Joey, I'm sure. Uh, I, I know we talked about it a lot going into this game. I know we talked about it a lot following Sunday's performance and all regional, really. Just the impact that Will McGillis gives you with his bat, being back in the lineup, that spark, being able to take the pressure off the other guys. We saw it early on, and of course, McGillis was the reason why South Carolina was able to cut the deficit to one in the ninth inning. Two home runs from McGillis tonight, though. You can't say enough good things about the kid. I mean, I really, truly believe it starts with him. Yeah, McGillis was clutch. Um, and, again, you got him back. We saw how well he did in the regional tournament. Um, yeah, really, really, really big to have him back. Um, another bat we talked about was Wimmer. Wimmer did well tonight. As well, um, good to have him back. But yeah, the injured guys are fully back again. Mike, like I said tonight, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think it was. It came down to really anybody. It was just one or two pitches that you know you kind of left hanging, and that happens sometimes. That's baseball. That is baseball, and a guy that knows that better than anyone is a former Gamecock joining us today, Joey Pancake. You- Appreciate it, Joey. I know that we all anticipated this game, or at least we're hoping <laughs> this game was going to start at six. And instead, uh, you know, around that eight o'clock hour when we would be getting ready to do a post game show, it turned into a well, we're, we're still haven't started yet. So we appreciate you hopping yeah. on. Just your initial thoughts tonight, though. I, I know you've been in situations like this, and you know, you understand the magnitude of being able to play in a super regional. Just what you what you saw from tonight from uh, from both teams. Yeah, it was. Um... It seems like it came down to the long ball. Um, McGillis, he hit two. He hit a, a leadoff home run there and then one in the ninth. And um, for a while there, scored, Florida scored all their runs on home runs um, up until that last run. So they they capitalized on some mistakes and maybe 
maybe we missed one or two shots there. And um, I know it was – I think it was in the fifth inning. seemed like a call that didn't go our way and followed by a hit. And you wonder what things would have been like with that. But I guess we'll never know. And the thing about it, too, is I go back to around – I think it was at the fifth inning when – you had the the no call and the interference, and I know that really, to me, it really seemed like things started to change after that from a momentum standpoint, right? You get yeah. the out call right there. South Carolina, a couple batters later, they go for the steal, get thrown out at second base. Florida gets up in the inning, they hit a home run. I say that because, and I'm sure, I get it, Gamecock fans. I'm sure a lot of you are upset tonight with the umpire. I get that. I'm not excusing it, but I don't want to waste all our time talking about that tonight, okay? Because South right. Carolina had their opportunities tonight. When you have something like that happen to you, Joey, what what is what is the mood in the in the dugout, and how do you try to overcome something like that? Because again, as Scott Wingo was telling me yesterday, and I'm sure you would agree with this, you know, at the end of the day, it's just it's still baseball. It's still everything that you've done all season. You know, the biggest difference is everything's magnified. Magni- uh, magnified. Yeah. So I mean, what it comes down to, it's one play is not going to usually not going to change the outcome of a game. Um, and I don't think that was the case here. I don't think that one play is going to change anything. Maybe it helped shift some momentum one way or the other, but that that wasn't the turning point of the game. Um, so you get back in the dugout and you got to realize like, Hey, there's a lot of game left. Like we got a lot of game left to play and go out and keep playing the ball that we know we can. Yeah, Joey, obviously momentum is big in college baseball, especially in these playoff type of, of atmospheres. How do you bounce back from a game like today? Um, what are you telling or what, what's going on? What are the conversations going on in that locker room? And how do you come out tomorrow and rebound? Better than you did today. Well, it, I mean, what it comes down to is you had to win two games anyways. Um, so just win the next two. Uh, win the next two, you go to Omaha, and that was the goal all along. So um, you got you to gotta stay up, remember how talented your team is, and go, go win two in a row now. What can you take from tonight, though, that makes you feel good? Because I know it's not – look, this time of the year, moral victories, I know no one's really going to be – especially the people that are watching. I'm, I'm sure people don't care about that. But with that being said, what can you take from tonight that can make you feel good, knowing that, hey, there's an opportunity tomorrow, and, of course, now their backs are pushed up against the wall and they're going to have to win the next two? I mean, I, I thought we hit the ball okay. They threw some good arms, and obviously Florida has a lot of good arms. Um, but we stacked – Several hits on there early in the game. We played good defense. And outside of just a few pitches, I thought our pitchers really held their own. Um, they made a few mistakes and Florida capitalized, but that's baseball. So you got to keep playing your game, try to minimize the mistakes, and take what you're given. You're in a situation now, though, you, you have to come back. You have to win tomorrow. What is these next 24 hours like for this team? Or obviously it won't be a night game, but, you know, these next whatever until you're back on the field tomorrow. Yeah, obviously the delay made it a little quicker of a turnaround than what they were expecting. But um, I think they'll be able to bounce back. I mean, these these guys are young. I remember being that age 10 years ago and <laughs> – 
they'll they'll be able to get a little bit of rest and they'll wake up fine and ready to go. They've shown they've shown a lot of fire and they've gone through a lot they've gone through a lot this year. So um, I I think it's in there for them to show up and have a good game tomorrow and carry that into the next day as well. Real quick, I just want to point this out, Bill. Asking why Kingston's so loyal to Tippett. I'll say this though: Tippett had another phenomenal bunt tonight, and the very next batter drives him in. You know, so without being able to move the guy over, and again, I, Joey, you would know a hell of a lot better than me. You know, every every guy has their role, and I understand. I mean, you, you talk about a program like South Carroll. I understand. I understand the question, Bill. But again, Tippett, two straight games, he's done his job in that regard. I'm, I'm sure everyone would like to see a little bit more production. Um, you know, when you can from an elf, I get that. But, I mean, another reason, I don't think that's why South Carolina lost it. I think Tippett did his job tonight. And certainly, yeah. again, another bunt. So, Will Sanders uh, comes out of the pen, another game. We understand his success going into tonight against the Gators, gives up a home run. I don't know what the plan will be for him moving forward this weekend. You would expect that they will use him at some point again. What would you say to Will, I mean, at this point? Because, again, you're hoping you're going to be able to get it to a third game. You're hoping you're going to have to use Will out there at some point, whether it be in relief, whether it be start. I don't know what the game plan is going to be. What do you tell Will right now, though? Well, I, I, I would just tell him, get ready to go. And I'm sure they're not planning on using him tomorrow. Um, he threw, what, 40 to 50 pitches tonight. Yeah. Um, I, I doubt they're planning on using him tomorrow, but he's a competitor. Um, he needs to get ready to go. If it comes down to it, I'm sure he's going to beg to get in that game, um, especially if it's a close one and we're on top. Yeah, going off of that, Sanders, 46 pitches tonight, 27 for strikes, uh, two of one-third innings of work, while three hits, two runs, two earned, and three strikeouts facing 11 batters. So I say all that because, of course, the – Stat line the other night and both games over the weekend on regional. Much different. Much different. Intern Joe, any other thoughts for uh, Joey? Yeah, Joey, I did want to ask because obviously Jack Mahoney is probably the guy going tomorrow. How much does it help when you have a pitcher with that much kind of oomph behind him and celebrates like he does and, and, and you know, brings the momentum with him and, and the excitement with him on the mound? How much does that help you guys out in the field and then also, too, when you're hitting – it yeah, it I I think it's great for the whole team. I mean, when he's out there having success and being able to punch guys out and really commanding the zone and get getting through the lineup multiple times, um, hoping he can go deep into the game. Um, that builds a lot of energy for the team. Uh, you're obviously we want our. I mean, in a perfect world, we would hit and hit and hit, and we wouldn't have to rely on arms so much. But Florida's got a really good staff, so um, it could be another close one tomorrow. Even that's not what Gamecock fans want to hear. But I mean, their their staff's really good. But we we have some good arms as well. We just need Mahoney to go deep in the game and turn it over to the bullpen when it's time. Joe, I know you never had the opportunity to play at this new ballpark. You've only been here since 2021, mm -hmm. of course. Gorgeous ballpark. Seemed like guys were hitting the ball very well today. And I was talking about this yesterday because Monty Lee was stressing it so much. And I don't know if you can really see it maybe here. 
that hitter's eye is just absolutely massive, massive. And it seemed like that was something Monty was just going over, like, every time he was putting something in to the pitching machine yesterday. Like, he was, like, reiterating, hey, guys, this thing's friggin' massive out here. Right. This ballpark itself, I mean, just your overall thoughts on just what you saw from an offensive standpoint. I mean, do you think this is – a hitter's ballpark, and obviously both teams have plenty of power. We saw it tonight. We saw it throughout the course of the season. How much can that help South Carolina tomorrow, though? So I I know it's a hitter's ballpark, not from experience. We didn't have the best of luck when we were down there for a three-game set, but they've also made a lot of improvements. Um, That's what I've noticed the crowd tonight. I think the last time I was down there, I think it was the 2013 season, um, there were probably – 1,200 people there, and mm-hmm. at the time, it was – I mean, it was a pretty solid matchup, but the atmosphere is great. It seems like the ball flies. Um, and then the addition of that big batter's eye helping hitters see the ball a little bit better. Uh, I think I think we could see some runs put up tomorrow, hopefully on our side. Yeah, absolutely. Joey, um, if you're this bullpen watching – what Will Sanders did today, obviously he wasn't the best, couldn't get it done in, in clutch spots. But other than those two really like home runs, he looked pretty good. If you're the rest of that bullpen, how how do you feel going into tomorrow knowing that you're gonna have to step up if you're gonna win, if you want to win the ballgame? Well, we we um obviously Sanders has a plus slider, but he got a lot of swings out of the zone. Um he came in, I think he Caglion was his first hitter, right? And he threw three great pitches. Yeah, back foot slider there to finish that one off. Um, I don't know if any lefties that's letting that go. Oh, two. Um, looks like a heater down the middle. Hadn't seen one yet. And then it just disappears. So and he, he made a, yeah, he, he got a few swings and misses off of that. Um, and I would, I would use that to your advantage. I mean, those guys are up there swinging for the fences. Clearly, they got, I forget they showed it at the game on the stream tonight, but they got several hitters with ten plus homers. They're obviously chasing the long ball, so you got to use that to your advantage as a pitcher as well, and um, kind of capitalize on their aggressiveness and maybe use that to get ahead in some counts, and then it's in your favor after that. We talked about it a little while ago, but just big picture of it, Joey knowing that you're in the situation where you have to win these next two games in order to keep your season alive, how difficult is it to just focus on the now, which is, hey, you can't even worry about game three yet. We have to worry about just taking care of business tomorrow because it might not even be a Sunday. How difficult is that? And what would you tell this team as they get ready for, obviously, an uphill challenge these next two days, hopefully? I, I think that part's more difficult on a coach um, planning for a game three. But at the same time, they're just worried about game two as well. And I think that's all the players should have on their minds right now. Um, there's really nothing else. I mean, if you if you don't win tomorrow, you're on a bus ride back home from Gainesville after going two and out. And that that's not a fun bus ride. Um, I've been on a couple of those back in the day when I was at Carolina and that's no one's looking forward to that. Uh, so they, they just got to worry about taking care of business tomorrow. Um, stringing together quality at bats, good outings on the mound and capitalizing on Florida mistakes. Anything else 
Joe? No. Nah, um, we got two Joes here tonight. I know we got <laughs> Joey, intern Joe, Joey. Um, yeah, I guess, Joey, prediction for tomorrow, and I guess if they do win tomorrow and say they do take a, another game on on Sunday, how what's, what's the potential for this team? I, I mean, I think the potential is really high. I mean, yeah. we've seen it all year long. I know there were some injuries and all that, and – Production slowed down a little bit, but with a fairly healthy lineup, we can run the ball out of the yard and put up some numbers quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think we can see a few of those tomorrow, um, and that that would completely change the game. I mean, we scored what was it? Ended up being five to four. Um, yep. Uh, two home runs, um, yeah. two solo shots. So we get a few runners on and get a timely hit or double homer. Whatever it may be, I mean, we can stack up runs quick. We've shown that, especially last weekend. So, I think, I think the ceiling's really high. We just got to score more than them at the end of the day, anyways. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joe, we'll let you get out of here. We appreciate you hopping on a, a late edition of the yeah. DC Live Post Game Show tonight. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Joey. All right. Once again, former Gamecock Joey Pancake joining us. This evening. Now, Joe, look, you heard it from Joey. I mean, there's nothing really magical that you can say at this point. The bottom Mm -hmm. line is this team has to go into it tomorrow knowing we have to take care of business. We have to take care of business. And I was kind of surprised to hear him say that he feels like most of the thinking about Sunday goes back to just the coach. I'm sure a couple of players will be thinking about no question about it but just focused on, hey, look, we're a player. We can't worry about Sunday. And hopefully this team won't because, look, you're at this stage. And I, we'll go back. We'll talk about it. I saw it again, the interference. We'll go back. We'll talk about the interference call. This team showed enough at times to be the team that was going to win tonight. The problem was, and again, mentioning the interference, mentioning getting picked off, or excuse me, getting thrown out at second, Little things like that, you can get away with in the regular season. You can get away with even last weekend in some of those blowout wins. They weren't going to be able to get away with that tonight. Florida's too good of a team. You're in a situation like you are in Supers. You know everything's getting magnifies by that much more. You can't give opportunities away. And I think when you look at it, obviously – Wilmer Gillis hits that solo shot in the ninth inning to make the score even closer. That could have been the difference. That could have been the difference between South Carolina having an opportunity to force this one to go to extras or potentially even winning tonight. Yeah, Mike, plain and simple. Um, and like I said, I think tonight it sucks because this was one of those games where it was it was close. It was down to the wire. You did pretty much everything you needed to to put yourself in a position to win this game. And then baseball just happens. I mean, again, Will Sanders just hung that. I think it was a curveball. He was trying to throw a slider that he just didn't get all of. And it just came there and boom, right over the over the batter's eye, that big old batter's eye in center field. So mistakes like that down the stretch, yeah, um, can't have them. But, um, you know, the big, big regional game like – or super regional game like this one, luckily – we live to see another day. It's not do or die yet. So um, you take it and you rebound. Try to mute the mic the best I can. Of course, we're in the uh, the section where they're 
bringing the uh, the leaf blowers out to be able to get the trash away. So uh, bear with us here. Uh, I think look, and we'll have we'll have post game analysis coming up with Jack, and we'll hear from what Kingston had to say as well. The players, I think this team will remain the same though, as far as the looseness. I feel like they were very loose. We put a video up before the game. Them just kind of, you know, fooling around in the dugout. This is a team that I expect to come out here tomorrow and treat this game as if it were, you know, any other game. And I don't say that in a negative manner as I get hit with some pumps in, um, from the Leaf Blowers. I don't say that in a negative manner, but I think that's the way you got to approach it. You can't treat it as if it's anything bigger. Uh, and the reason I say that is it's not the exact same, but – I think back to when McGillis was out for the majority of the second half of the season, right? Being out for about, what, over a month and a half. We saw, from an offensive standpoint, how much tighter they played. They just didn't look like themselves. And we mentioned this last week, and I know we're going to probably continue to mention it as far as South Carolina is able to go this postseason. USC, with McGillis in the lineup, they just look like a team that, doesn't have the pressure on them. They just look like a totally different team. But without having without having him, it changed them. This is the type of team, though, you need to play like tonight. You need to play like, okay, and obviously McGillis will be in the lineup, but you have to play like that loose team. You can't play like that team that's tight. You can't play like that team that's putting extra pressure on yourself. Earlier in this game, I thought it would have been real easy for both teams but especially in South Carolina, I thought it would have been real easy for them to come out here and look sluggish, right? You're coming down here. You made the travel, rain delay. But what do they do? McGillis, first at bat, second pitch of the game, smacks a home run. They did everything right early from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, I'm sure they're kicking themselves about the double play and the bases loaded. But they came out here and they showed – that they can continue to have that success that they were able to do from an offensive standpoint last weekend in regional play. Are they going to be able to carry that over tomorrow? That's the big question, right? Are they able to do that? And then from a pitching standpoint, I mean, look, I, I was joking around with someone yesterday saying, all right, maybe this is going to be a high-scoring game. But honestly, at this point, everything's going to be magnified. You know you're not going to – you know, you got to be careful about – how you run the base pass. You got to take advantage of every little thing. I expect this one to be another low scoring game tomorrow. So I say that because if you are able to get some productive from an offensive standpoint, I mean, South Carolina had like seven hits, I think, in the first two innings. It was something stupid. The pitching has to be at super level, if that makes sense, right? It was good at times, but it wasn't great. You need to be more consistent. And I'm sure Will Sanders will be the first to tell you that with his outing. He did some good things tonight. They need him to do a little bit more. Uh, Starter as well. Hicks, who's good. Need to do a little bit more, though, to put him in a better situation. So I, I think that's what it comes down to tomorrow, Joe. I think it's going to be another low-scoring game. you got to capitalize when you are on the base path. You can't leave runners in scoring position. And from a pitching standpoint, you have to be ready for this game to be decided by less than three runs. I think it's going to be – I, I can see this being a game where both teams score around five runs or less. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game tomorrow. 
Yeah, Mike, it's going to be one of the two, right? I think it's going to be by a combined score of five or less, or I think it's going to be 12 combined score, 12, 13, 14. Like it's, it's going to be a blow the barn doors off open. I think if you're South Carolina, you want to win a low scoring game. Not that you have all the, all of the arms you need. Um, um, so I think that's big, but I don't know. I, I could see it going one of, or either or one or so. I think it's going to be like we saw tonight. Um, with four and five. And another thing, too, I mean, obviously you want to tune up the clutch pitching. But two, I think hitting-wise, you got to score more than four runs. I know mm-hmm. Florida starter was good, but you got to – I mean, and South Carolina did a good job of jumping out to an early lead as well, but, like, they, you got to add to it, right? If you get out to an early lead, you got to just add more to it. And South Carolina didn't do a great job of just adding those little runs here and there that just, you know, make the yeah. lead safe. And just, you know, every time it would get close, you just got to add it on here or there. And just you never let it get away from you. And South Carolina did. So, um, got to tune that up. And then, obviously, pitching, you want to just come up in the clutch better. Um, I think that's all that boils down to. And, um, like Joey said, you know, it's, it doesn't really boil down to much. You came to Gainesville. You go to Gainesville with one game or with one thing in mind, win two games. So that doesn't really change anything. You're there to yeah. win two games. So you pick your head up and you go play tomorrow. Um, and, you know, same thing. Same deal. And, and Florida has some talented guys, man. I mean, they have some talented guys out here. They – tomorrow – tomorrow I expect them to throw everything out at this team. Um, throw everything they have at South Carolina and try to put it away in two games. Right. If you saw South Carolina with the way they approach things tonight with bringing Sanders in out of relief, you and I talked about it. Colin and I talked about it. We talked about it in our pregame show that we did. Nothing was going to surprise me with how they used him. Just because, as Colin mentioned many times this week on Gamecock Central, the success that he's had against Florida, it made sense. It would make sense to use him as a start if you wanted to. However, only having these two games under his belt last weekend, coming back from injury, and how successful he was out of the pen, and how well the other guys did, it made sense if you wanted to bring him out of the pen as well. Nothing was going to surprise me with how they used Will Sanders tonight. And nothing's going to surprise me with how they decided to use him for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. So I say that because – I think with this team, they threw everything they had at Florida tonight because they knew how big it would be to take game one. They knew how big it would be. Do I feel like because of that, they're in a situation tomorrow where they're not going to be – No, because of how deep they as, are. As deep? No. I Because, hey, look, and we'll pull up the statue the here. deep, too. Right? The bullpen is very, very deep. And that's why I think they had the confidence in throwing Sanders out there. Because you know how deep your bullpen is. Well, we're looking at it right now. We're looking at it right now. Just looking at the bottom where the pitching is for South Carolina. James Hicks, Will Sanders, Nick Proctor. Now, the thing about it is Proctor only went two-thirds of an, of an inning. I don't – if South Carolina is in a situation where they need him tomorrow, I think you can see Proctor in there. I think you'll see Veach in there for sure tomorrow. Yeah, Veach will be in there. Eli Jones. Sanders. 
I don't expect, unless there's some type of marathon game, I don't expect to see Sanders out there. But I, I say all this because I felt like South Carolina was going to throw everything they had at Florida tonight. They did that to an extent from a pitching standpoint. Like you said, they have a lot of depth in their bullpen. You hope now, though, you hope now, though, if Sanders is in a – and, again, Mark Kingston, he's talking right now, so we don't know exactly what the plans are. But you have to get the most out of your starter first and foremost. You have to get close to six innings at least. And then from there, if he's able to come in out of the pen and give you some quality innings like he has done, like he has done this season. From a pitching standpoint, you should be okay. Offensively, like we said, there's not going to be a secret tomorrow. There's no secret with what this team has to do tomorrow. Yep. They have to capitalize on bringing guys in. Absolutely. Right? Looking, looking, looking at the stats tonight, right? Will McGillis, another solid performance tonight, piggybacking off of what he did last weekend. Three RBIs, the home runs were massive, being able to set the tone with that home run in the first inning. Second pitch of the game for crying out loud. With Ethan Petrie, you hope, you hope, right? He's a Florida kid. You hope that he's able to continue to have the success that he had tonight. Two hits, three at-bats, through that walk as well. You hope that some of those nerves are out of him, though, too. I mean, it's natural, right? You come back, you're playing in your home state. It's not like he laid an egg tonight. He had a good night. But from a power standpoint, the Ethan Petrie that we've seen all season, you're hoping that he's able to find that tomorrow because they're going to need it. McGillis hit two home runs tonight. You can't just expect McGillis to be the one that's hitting home runs every frigging game. I expect McGillis to still have a good game tomorrow, right? You think the same uh, – I'm, I'm just looking at from an offensive standpoint tonight, right? Casas, you hope that you can get a little bit more from him tomorrow because you need it. I mean, when we go down the list, we're talking about Cole Messina. We're talking about Casas. You're talking about guys that – and I know Casas had the RBI – you need them to be playing at a different level tomorrow. You have to have them playing at a different level tomorrow. The type of level that we saw last weekend, right? So, look, the South Carolina team, nothing's going to surprise me with this team tomorrow. It's just not. I don't think this is the same South Carolina team that we saw for our, a good portion of the back half of the regular season. I don't. I felt like the way they fought tonight, I felt like the way that they – we're able to scrap together some runs, but in the end, they're going up against another very, very good team. There's a reason why Florida is the number two seed. And the fact that you swept them earlier this season, I'm sure many Gamecock fans would agree, it's not the same team that you played back in April. This isn't the same team that you run ruled on April 20th. This is a totally different team, and you saw that tonight. But with that being said, they're beatable. They're beatable. Oh, yeah. They're 1,000% beatable, Mike. Absolutely. Like, I think tonight showed you that they're the same team that you played, I mean, for the most part, at the bare bones of it, they're the same team that you played in April. Now, what's different is this Florida team has been winning a little bit more. They've got a little bit more wind in their sails. They're feeling a little bit better. 
when they came into Founders Park, they weren't necessarily themselves. They hadn't found their identity yet. They had been struggling a little bit, but still had been playing Florida branded baseball. Now they are pretty much close to their ceiling, if not at their ceiling of how high they can go. So South Carolina, I mean, it, it, Mike, it's playoff baseball at the end of the day. Bring your best. Wouldn't get any more complicated than that. So let's get into it because I know so many people want to talk about it. The interference call. You want to hit the ads first? Hit the ads, Joe, because what we're going to do is we're going to try to – we'll show this highlight, but hit that ad read first. We'll go with Liberty Tax. Sounds good. Let me pull it up real quick. So, yeah, Liberty Tax, Mike. Liberty tax. Tax ID is an uncertain feeling you get right before doing your taxes, but you don't have to go through it alone. Liberty tax in Lexington, Irmo, and Columbia will clear or walk you through the process, clear up any confusion, and guarantee you'll get the biggest possible refund or your money back. It's tax time. If you're in a hurry for a refund, call the tax team at Liberty Tax. Tax fast, accurate, and guaranteed. On the other hand, if you think you might be owing Uncle Sam. Talk to Liberty Tax Team to make sure you're not paying more than you should owe. They'll find every possible deduction for you. Locally owned and operated staff by tax professionals from your neighborhood. Open 9 to 9 on weekdays and 9 to 5 on Saturdays with multiple service options. Start the Liberty Tax mobile app or through the desktop portal. Make an appointment or just walk in. Give a call to upload your tax documents. When you come in, your return will be ready to review and sign. Give them a call at 803-462-5576. Once again, that is 803-462-5576 for all of your tax needs. And today's show is also brought to you by our good friend Clint Hammond at the Movement Mortgage. Clint has done a tremendous job of helping so many people throughout the Midlands as well as the entire state of South Carolina. If you are thinking about buying a new home, you're trying to figure out those rates. I know it's crazy right now. Clint can do what he did for our very own Wes Mitchell, as well as former Gamecock quarterback Perry Orth. He can make that process much easier for you. Give him a call at 803-771-6933. Once again, that is Clint Hammond of Movement Mortgage. You can see that number right above on the top of the screen throughout the entire show, as well as any other GC Live shows, because he has been a longtime supporter of not just Gamecock Central, but these GC Live shows that you see periodically. Looks like intern Joe is hopping around. We're going to get him back on here. We're going to talk about the interference play. Pull up the highlight. We'll talk about that. I understand the frustration. I understand the frustration with umpiring and with how this game was called tonight. I'm not going to sit here and blame it on umpiring. I don't like doing that with officials. I don't like talking about that for football, basketball. I really don't. Not in a game like this, especially tonight, because they had their opportunities. They did. They did. Doesn't mean you don't have to be pissed off about it. And when we talk about the play shortly and we'll show it, I don't blame Wimmer. I don't. I mean, you could sit here and be like, all right, maybe you should have went back to first until the play was done. I don't know. Maybe we could sit here and do all that. But clearly, Clearly, and I was, I mean, where I was watching from the press box, I had a clear view of the first base umpire. And it looked like he was signaling to head to second, okay? So when I sit here and say, I understand what we're thinking, I think a lot of us did. 
Now, the angle from TV, it makes it a little bit different, and I understand that. So let's share this in turn, Joe. Okay? Let's share this. From Twitter. Okay? So this is when we're rounding first. All right? Now, when I sit here and say, maybe try to sell it a little bit more, all that stuff is, all right, all that's out the window. I'm not, I don't even care about the collision. The collision, how much of the collision, I, I don't care about that, okay? What I care about is this. The umpire, where he is, and the play gets cut off. This is uh, someone that uploaded on Twitter. And I don't know if they showed it at home, intern Joe. So help me out here. They did, yeah. But from where we were, he makes that initial point, okay? And then he came back, and he was signaling fear. However, if you're Wimmer, you're on the ground, you feel like you got an obstruction call, and you see the umpire pointing directly at you, directly at you. I figured it was obstruction mm -hmm. because of that. Again, the collision, you want to call it that? Yes. Okay. Was it accident, you know, incidental contact with the, with the feet? All that aside, I don't really care about the collision. What I care about, because that aside, that aside, the way Wimmer reacted, he reacted the umpire called obstruction. That's why that part of it is bigger than whether or not it was actually obstruction or not. That really means absolutely nothing because Wimmer starts to walk over to second base. He starts to walk over. If he didn't think it was obstruction, he would have done one of two things. He either went, would have went right back to first or he would have hustled to second base. So it's not whether or not it was obstruction. It, it really isn't. It was the it was the call. It was the call because Wimmer thought it was obstruction. He took his time, picked up his helmet. I think some Florida players actually thought it was too. With how I mean, they really weren't reacting to it as quickly. Now they threw the ball in eventually and tagged him, but I think some of the Florida players looked confused as well because I think they thought it was going to be called obstruction. But again, it, where he was and you can't see it in this video. That second motion, right? That second motion, he's pointing, though. He's pointing at the first baseman. Because the second one is the fair call. But it was in the motion of Wimmer when Wimmer is laying on the ground. Yeah. What's your I mean, overall well, thoughts, Joe? It, it changed the game. Um, FG brought up a good point. The crowd was dead till the interference call happened. Um, you know, I think the, they were starting to get into it. I, FG, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily call him dead up until that point, but it was a big turning point. That's for darn sure. I would say they were reignited. Um, and it certainly helped, um, in their favor, but I don't know. Um, when I saw the second angle of the one of the one on Twitter, I think the ump is turned enough to kind of signal that it was a fair ball. Um, but I, I think if you're Wimmer, right, in that, in that position, you're used to it being like a dead ball, right? You're used yeah. to something happening. You're on your feet. You don't know how you fell. You were taking the, the right turn. I, 
It's not like you ran into his feet or he purposely ran into yours. You were taking the turn that you saw. And it's not Cags' fault either. It's, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily it's, – it's a simple running. But Cags just the, – the route that Cags took and, and the way that Wimmer was rounding the base, it just didn't, it didn't line up. That's not usually how they pass and whatnot. And when you're on your feet like that, you're, you're supposed to make a spot decision. And I would assume Wimmer's staying at the base anyways. So – yeah. Uh, after being on his feet, so had the ump said something, right? Like, had he just fair, fair ball, like, you know, just pointed towards that, I think there, there wouldn't have been any of this. Um, but I, you, it's a stupid call. I, and, and the spot that it was in, too, was big, 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 big spot there. So, tough call in a tough spot. Because they're not going to – the unfortunate reality is this. They're not going to – overturn that they just won't the only way they would have overturned that is if the umpire if the umpire had called obstruction right if he had called obstruction his explanation and obviously none of you guys at home none of us up in the press box are going to be able to hear exactly what was said but i'm sure we can all put two and two together which is he goes over and says coach i was calling fear i wasn't calling obstruction well why'd you point coach i was calling you know, fear. I wasn't pointing at Wimmer. He's not going to overturn that. And that's a challenge. Even if you're challenging anything, you're not going to be able to, to win that. And I don't think, intern Joe, with the feet getting tangled, they're not going to overturn that. No. They're not going to overturn it. It's. They don't overturn it if Caglione, like, stepped in Wimmer's yes. way or something. But I, it's just. It was, it was just bad luck. Yeah, was, exactly. It was. It was it, number one is this. It was bad luck, okay? It was bad luck in the fact that they called it the way they did. The way they called it, the way they did, with Wimmer getting up, that motion, that mo- that's what changed everything. That's what changed everything. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. The, whatever it was. So uh, I know it's a know. late night. We'll wrap, we'll wrap things up. We appreciate everybody. Hopping on with us, famously Garnet. We appreciate you hopping on. Oh, says I really blame officiating on uh, the outcome of games, but if that play happens at Founders, Wimmer's taking second base. I can't sit here and disagree with you. I can't sit here and, and, and say you're wrong. The reality is, they were in, you know, they're in Gainesville, and that's the beauty of being able, obviously, to host. And it, and it sucks. And you know, we can sit here and talk about the show. Could have, would is right. South Carolina had their opportunities tonight, and I think tonight is a microcosm of the entire season, which is they had their opportunities down the stretch not to be in this situation to have to go to Gainesville. But the bottom line is they're here. They have to win tomorrow. They have to win the next two to keep their season alive. They did enough tonight to hopefully show you that this team isn't the same team that they were the second half of the regular season. They showed fight. They showed some offense. They showed from a pitching standpoint that they can get out of some big situations. But at the end of the day, you have to play your best baseball right now. And South Carolina left too much on the table. They left too much on the table. They were good tonight. They weren't great. They had to be great in order to win this game tonight. They had to. Yeah, absolutely. And it's tough to take game one of a super going into Gainesville like that. It was going to need to be a perfect um, – Game overall for South Carolina to take this game, and it just wasn't plain and simple. 
Well, disappointing night here in Gainesville. I'll give you guys one last shot of the field as a prep it for tomorrow. I will say this. I will say this. I know maybe some people won't care about it, but I give a lot of credit to this grounds crew. It was, I wouldn't call it a tsunami by any means, but that rain was coming down hard. The lightning was brutal, which obviously you can't control that. But they did a great job and a lot of credit to them, but a lot of credit to just how they built this ballpark. And it's the way it should be, right? You have a ballpark that has only been around. This is its third season. It was built in 2021. It should be able to have the type of drainage that it has. And it did a tremendous job of being able to get this stadium as quickly ready to go for game one. It was an electric game, electric energy here. Um, South Carolina needs to find a way to bring some of that electricity they had at the plate, especially with Hicks, excuse me, not Hicks, with um, McGillis tomorrow to be able to continue to find a way to fight, 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 fight. And I think the South Carolina team, I expect them to come out and be the team that we've seen the last week, to be the team that we saw from the beginning of the season. I don't think this is going to be the team that we saw towards the end of the regular season. I think this is a team that's going to come out ready to go. He's intern Joe. I'm Mike Yuba. We appreciate everyone that has tuned in tonight for tonight's GC Live postgame show, as well as former Gamecock Joey Pancake, who joined us. If you missed any of our show and you want to watch it in its entirety, I understand disappointing loss, but tomorrow is a new day. Head on over to Gamecock Central's YouTube page, and you can watch it there. And Be sure to also subscribe for free if you haven't, or if you're a podcast listener, head on over to wherever you listen to your podcast, and you can be able to listen to this show in its entirety as well. Once again, I'm Mike Huber. He's intern Joe. We'll be back at it tomorrow as soon as game two wraps up, and hopefully we're talking about South Carolina getting ready for a game three. Good night from Gainesville. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.